I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into another edition of MCM Radio in the Car. I am Jimmy Morris, your host. You can find me at musiccitymiracles.com. Covering the Titans for SB Nation. You can also find me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Wanted to hop on today to talk a little bit about this Titans season. Kind of a look back a little bit and some things to think about going forward. You know, obviously we didn't get the result that we wanted in Kansas City on Sunday when the Titans lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But listen, overall the season was a huge success. Um, looking back on what they were able to do, especially again, like we've talked about so many times, but when you think about, you know, think about being on that team plane heading back from Denver at two and four after having been shut out by the Broncos, um, you know, I wasn't optimistic. I, I can't imagine that there were too many people in the building even that were optimistic at that point. But, you know, insert Ryan Tannehill into the lineup, a lot of things came together at that point. And, I mean, we know what happened, saw the run they went on. So, um, it was a really fun year. Uh, good to see the city get behind this team again. We talked a lot about two years ago when the Titans made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Um, you know, how it just still the, the city wasn't behind this team. And, you know, it was, it was obvious why. I mean, that team couldn't score points, really. And, you know, when they, went to, when they headed to New England two years ago, you, you knew they had basically no chance to win. Um, and, you know, I think most of us felt – like they had a pretty good chance to go to Kansas City and be the Chiefs. Obviously, at the end of the day, the Chiefs were the better team, um, you know. And there are some things in that game that I feel like if they would have broke differently, you could have you could have seen a different game. That's kind of what we talked about going in. Was the Titans were going to need some things to bounce their way in order to beat them. They had things bouncing away in the in the game at Nissan Stadium that they beat the Chiefs in. Um, you know, I think if they can get Mahomes on the ground at the end of the first half and don't allow him to run that touchdown in, I think you could have seen a little bit different game. Um, if they would have stuck with Derrick Henry a little bit longer, um, you know, it just, I don't know, the game plan in the second half there on offense was a little bit weird. But part of the problem was the Chiefs were holding on to the ball. Um, you know, they were able to really win both lines of scrimmage, which was quite surprising, um, especially, you know, the Titans offensive line getting whooped by that Chiefs defensive front because the Titans offensive line had been so good, especially run blocking. Uh, the first two weeks in the playoffs, but even, you know, down the stretch. Um, and it, it was it was surprising to see them get beat like they did. Um, but the defensive line had played well in the first couple of games and just weren't able to get much push. Titans, were, I mean, the Chiefs were able to move the ball consistently with Damian Williams, ran the ball a lot more than I thought they would, and I really thought, you know, the Chiefs were doing the Titans a favor every time they turned around and handed it to Damian Williams instead of letting Mahomes throw. But, you know, Williams ended up kind of just sustaining some drives and, and keeping their offense on the field, and the Titans just weren't able to, to find many answers. And, you know, we saw Patrick Mahomes. I mean, dude is the <laughs> – I mean, if he's not already the best quarterback in the league, um, he's definitely in the conversation. I think he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, the sky's the limit for him. I hate that, obviously, being in the AFC, um, that you're going to have to contend with that for the next, you know, 10 years, however long he's going to play. Um, you know, you, you hate to see that. But he's fun to watch. 
Um, and, you know, just the Titans just didn't have any answers for the Chiefs' offense and couldn't do enough on on offensive on offense themselves to stay in a game. We knew they were going to have to score 30 points to win that game, um, and, and they just weren't able to do it. So, but anyway, I, I really – that shouldn't take anything away from this team and what they were able to accomplish. Um, you know, so much was made of the good to great. That was the whole thing at the beginning of, of the offseason program last year. And then, you know – was mocked for a large portion of the season because they they definitely didn't go from good to great. It, it, at times, it felt like they went from good to bad. So, but at the end of the day, they definitely did accomplish that good to great. And now, you know, you, you move into um, an off season that has a lot of questions surrounding it. Um, you, you've got a lot of decisions that have to be made between now and the draft. Really, uh, what guys you're going to resign. We did a, I did a post yesterday on MusicCityMiracles.com uh, about the 22 free agents the Titans have uh, coming up, and you know it's not <laughs> it's not like it's 15 back into the roster guys and a couple of key guys. I mean, you're talking about you know Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota, who's not going to be here, but obviously a name that, that that's going to stand out to you when you see him on the list. Jack Conklin, Dennis Kelly, Logan Ryan. I mean, it's just, especially on offense, you've got a lot of questions and a lot of decisions to make on what you want to do. Um, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to get into all that, but um, just know that those those things are around the corner. And then, obviously, Dean Pease retires yesterday. Kerry Coombs announces he's going to Ohio State. Um, so, th- you know, the one thing that we know is constant in the NFL is change. Um, you saw Derrick Henry when he was leaving yesterday basically going to every guy on the team and, and giving him a hug, you know, saying something to him because it may be the last time he plays with, with all of those guys. I mean, sure, there's a scenario where Derrick Henry's not back here next year. Now, I think it's a very small chance. I think he's going to get a lot of money. I think the Titans should give him a lot of money, at least especially in, in the first two years of a contract. But, you know, um, there's a chance he may not be back here, and there's a chance that, I mean, there, there's certainly a lot of those guys that he was saying goodbye to that will not be back. Um, that, that's just kind of the nature of the business in the NFL. So, um, you know, you hate to see that run end um, because it was a lot of fun. And th- this team was just so much fun to root for. Uh, you didn't have any guys that you, like, felt bad rooting for. Like, I don't care what Chiefs fans say. Like, you have to feel a little bit dirty rooting for Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, that dude is scum. And so, like, you, you, you enjoy the success that your team has on the field but it's like when Pac-Man was here with the Titans, like there, there's a part of you that just just has trouble rooting for him, and, and I think Tyreek Hill is is worse than Pac-Man was. So um, this team doesn't have any of those guys, and so that's been what's that's made it even that much more fun has been not having to root for guys like that. So um, you know, like I said, we'll see we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see what they're able to do, who they're able to bring back, and what they're able to build on. Um, I think we've seen that. You know, John Robinson in the last couple of drafts has done a really good job of, of getting guys in here. They've got to find an edge rusher. I know that's easier said than done, but my gosh, they had problems, um, especially in this game on Sunday, uh, because they don't have that that presence off the edge. So um, that's something they're definitely going to have to have to figure out this off season. Uh, all right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about Dean Pease, his retirement, and kind of what that means for this team going forward. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So not really, I don't think a surprise, or not a shock that Dean Pease retired. Um, You know, there was questions if if he was going to come back after last season. Um, and if you're not familiar with Dean Pease, I mean, he retired from the Baltimore Ravens. And Mike Vrabel convinced him to come back when Vrabel got the head coaching job here two years ago. And Pease said at the time that, you know, there's nobody else he would have come back for besides Vrabel. Um, so, you know, we knew that the, his, his lifespan here was going to be short um, because he just has other things he wants to do in life besides coach football. And, and I mean, he's been a football coach, I think, for 47 years yesterday. So, I mean, you know, listen, hats off to him for a great career. Um, I think having him here was a was an awesome thing. I'm interested to see where Vrabel goes with the, with the defensive coordinator hire this next one because, you know, now he's got a little experience under his belt. Um, so I think he might be – Vrabel might be willing to bring in somebody that doesn't have experience as a defensive coordinator. Um, now that he, he's got, you know, kind of his bearings as a head coach, I think you could see him willing to do that, whereas before I think he really didn't want to bring in a guy that, you know, had done it before and could give him some counsel as far as that was concerned. Um, I I don't think he'll have necessarily those concerns now. Uh, Mike wrote a post for Music City Miracles about the, I think like he's got 15 guys listed um, to keep an eye on for uh, the, the, the defensive coordinator hire for the Titans. And if you know anything about, about Mike, you know, that post is going to be thorough and that there's a good chance that whoever they end up hiring will come off of that list. Um, you know, uh, Vrabel basically, you know, had nothing but great things to say about Dean Pease. I think it was pretty emotional for everybody when that announcement was made yesterday. And I think that was a great hire. And, and really, like I said, Pease was a good guy to have for Vrabel um, starting out as a new head coach. Uh, you know, and listen, I, I think the, the loss of Kerry Coombs is not insignificant. Uh, defensive backs have been good for this team. Uh, they're obviously talented, so, I mean, you know, I don't know how much really credit he gets for their skill level. But it was a guy that was out there getting everybody fired up, getting everybody engaged and all that kind of stuff in practice. So, um, you know, you just you need those energy guys like that. Uh, you, you know, anybody who's been out of training camp and watched him, you kind of know what he brought to the table as far as that's concerned. Um, and, and so you'll have, to have, you'll have to have somebody else that, that can bring that fire. Um, but for him, a chance to, you know, basically go back home. Um, you know, he came from Ohio State to join Vrabel uh, initially. And, you know, him getting able to, being able to go there and be the D.C., uh, a, a big deal for him. So, you don't you – obviously, you don't fault him for, for taking that opportunity. But, you know, there, there's just – there's a lot of stuff now that has to be done between now and next season. And that's why uh, – I mean, I know Paul Kaharski talked about this, about how you don't really – you're not really able to build momentum from one season to a next. I mean, I, I think that you – I think you can change a culture, and I think you start off with a different culture from one season to the next. But you're not able to – it's not like you just come in in, you know, April when the offseason program starts or, you know, even August when training camp starts and pick up right where you left off. Because, like I said, there's always – there's just always the changing faces of an NFL team. And so you have to overcome those things, and, and that, that stuff takes a little bit of time. But I, I think the, the experience from this run will be invaluable for Mike Vrabel, for Arthur Smith, those guys going forward. Um, you know, John Robinson, I mean, what, a, what an awesome GM 
I mean, obviously he's done a good job getting players in here and, and, and you know, drafting and, and free agents and all that kind of stuff. But if you saw the scenes of him in the bar in Kansas City at the Titans Road Rally the, the night before the game, I mean, just, just, just awesome to have for this franchise. And like I said, franchise is just fun right now. Like, you got him, Amy Adams Strunk is at that deal. I mean, how many owners in the NFL are going to their team's road rally the night before a playoff game? Probably none besides Amy Adams Strunk. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just it, – it's got the feel of a, of a family, uh, the organization does, and I, I think that's important. I mean, I, I think you can oversell that to some extent. But, I mean, you've seen former players kind of coming back now and saying this is something they want to be a part of, whereas before it wasn't necessarily that way. So, again, I, I just think that all of that stuff, all of that off-the-field stuff creates a, an environment where it's easier to have success on the field. Now, it doesn't translate to success on the field um, necessarily. There, there, you still got to have players. You still got to have guys to do their job, all that type of stuff. But I, I just think it's, it's fun to see the way that this stuff is kind of forming on, you know, as things go along, as my, you know, check tire pressure gauge beeps. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm excited for where this franchise is headed. Um, you know, there, there's some obvious things they need. Like I said, they need an edge rusher in, in a bad way. Uh, you need some more speed in the secondary uh, at corner. Um, you need some more speed on offense at wide receiver. Uh, th- those things are things that we really knew coming into this to this season, but things that they are going to have to be addressed in this offseason. Um, but if you can add a, a couple of key pieces, and, and then again, you know, you got to make a decision on what do you do at quarterback? Or are you going to give Ryan Tannehill a big contract? I mean, I don't see how they don't uh, based off of what he did this season and kind of where this franchise went. But listen, I said on, on Twitter on Sunday, bring me Tom Brady. I've gotten – it's kind of mixed on that, on people's reaction to that. And then some of, like, Titans fans that I know, like really smart Titans fans, I think I'm crazy for wanting Brady over Tannehill. But I just they're, – listen, there's still this piece of me that in the back of my head thinks about Matt Flynn and Scott Mitchell, um, guys that in really small samples – and Tannehill's sample is not really small, but still small enough samples, um, guys that come out and they're awesome – and then they get they get the big contract and they they regress back kind of to what they were before, so that's just really the thing for me that I'm nervous about. But listen, it's not like bringing in Tom Brady to strip thing. He looked done this year. Now, how much of that was his supporting cast? How much of it was him being old? He had an elbow injury. How significant is that? I mean, all those things are things that you have to address. But I don't know if you got the opportunity to at least talk about Tom Brady joining the franchise, I, I think you have to talk about it. But I do think ultimately Ryan Tannehill ends up back here. I, I think Henry and Tannehill are both back. Um, I, I just I don't know how you break up what what this run was this year. Um, the more I think the more significant question right now at this point would be what are you going to do on the offensive line? Are you going to are you going to pay Jack Conklin? I don't, I don't think they can afford to just with all the money they've already got invested in that line and, and the other things they need to do. Um, but you you got to have one of him or Dennis Kelly back. Uh, if not, you've got a huge hole at right at right tackle. So, um, like I said, just a lot of a lot of interesting things that are going to happen um, over the next you know couple of months as we get into the off season, draft season, combine, free agency, all that stuff that we'll see play out over the next few weeks. But you know, you, like I said, you, for the first time in, I mean, 
I don't know. I felt really good the year after the, the playoff loss in New England. Um, and, you know, we felt like we had a, a, a guy that, you know, you brought Vable in, brought LaFleur in, we're going to maximize Marcus Mariota. I mean, you, you felt really good about that. But even, even me, who was a huge Mariota guy at that point, you had to have – I mean, I still had questions in the back of my head after a performance like he had that year. Um, you, you don't have as many of those questions, I don't think, right now. Like I said, we, we've seen Ryan Tannehill do it. You know, we've seen him do it, you know, at least over a 10-game stretch or, or 11 or 12. I mean, I don't hold – a lot of people took the, the tweet as I was blaming Tannehill for the, the loss in the playoffs, and that certainly was not the case. He's not the reason the Titans didn't win that game in Kansas City. The Titans lost the game in Kansas City because Chiefs are better than them. Um, you know, they, they didn't get the breaks they needed to, to get it done. So I, I don't by any means blame him. I don't think that's why they lost. Um, but, you know, again, we, we've seen him have success and have historic success. success. Um, it was cool to see last week him win the, uh, you know, most improved player and comeback player of the year from the pro football writers after they, you know, screwed A.J. Brown by not giving him offensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, it was cool to see him, uh, Tannehill, get named to the Pro Bowl uh, yesterday, obviously with Mahomes not being able to go because they're playing in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great deal for him, and, and you, you like that he's able to uh, take advantage of that. Jarrell Casey also uh, will be going to the Pro Bowl now, so now you've got Kern, Henry, Tannehill, and, and Casey that will all be there. Um, you know, I don't watch Pro Bowl because it's garbage, but good for those guys. And the biggest thing for, you know, the big, I, I think the biggest thing that the momentum does for next season, especially if they bring back – Tannehill, or I mean, if they sign Brady, but if they bring back Tannehill and Henry, this this team is going to be on the map nationally at the beginning of next year. Now, I don't I don't care necessarily about uh, who's talking about them. I just I, I want some fun primetime games. I want a Sunday night game. I want a Monday night game. Um, I want a, a fun. You know, the last only time we've seen this team in primetime the last few years has been you know the Thursday night night game against the Jaguars, and we had to listen to all day long. This is the worst game. Why are they subjecting us to this? And then, you know, quite frankly, this year, that game in Jacksonville was about the worst game. But, um, you know, th- this team has some star power, and they have an offense that people want to watch. So I, I think that um, you'll see them get a little bit more of that, you know, national recognition so that you get some primetime games. And that doesn't mean anything other than it's just fun. It- it's just fun to-, to not have every game kick off at noon on Sunday. It's fun to be on Monday night when you're the only game all eyes are on the Titans. And that stuff's just fun. It doesn't matter, but it's just fun for the fans. So glad to see some of that stuff coming together. And I think, like I said, I think that's maybe one of the biggest things that this run will do for this franchise. So anyway, I mean, like I said, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I'm excited for this offseason. And you get a couple more pieces and just kind of see how all that comes together. Um, You know, we'll be here with, with you through all that. Um, one of the things that I, that I hope to be able to accomplish over the next couple of weeks on this podcast is to get the guys that we've had on before, but Mike Keith, Jonathan Hutton, Jim Wyatt, Paul Kaharski, those guys in um, on as guests to talk about the season and you know kind of the run that they went on because those are all those guys are guys that have been here for the long haul, have been here for the two and fourteen, the three and thirteen, the you know the wandering in the wilderness years with Vince Young and Jake Locker. I mean, all, all those are all guys that have been here through all of that. And so I think it'll be fun to hear their perspective on, you know, kind of how this season went down the stretch and what it means for the franchise going forward. So um, some of those things that you can look for 
from the podcast and then you know we'll obviously continue off season stuff obviously miracles you know we don't we don't take any time off there um so everything that happens we'll have uh stuff for you as it, as it happens and analysis pieces and free agency pieces and, and you know all that kind of stuff we'll have coming up so um be sure and check that out if you haven't already subscribed to this show uh wherever you get your podcast you know itunes stitcher spotify wherever it is hit subscribe you get our show you get james and justin on titans film room radio as well um, so you can check them out so anyway uh, that's that's all for today. Like I said, be on the lookout for some podcasts over the next couple of weeks uh, with some of the guys that were there, had a kind of a front row seat for this run, um, and we'll get some of their reaction and, and kind of how they see the team going forward. So thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Jimmy Morris, MutacyMiracles.com, at MCM on Twitter, and we will talk to you later. <laughs>